welcome to my podcast. This is At My Kitchen Table, deep chats with Katie and friends. If you know me, you will know that I love chatting about my faith and how it changes all different aspects of my life and how I view the world. And that's basically going to be what we'll be doing on this podcast. I'll be getting some of my friends and probably a lot of my family members on too, which means we'll end up chatting a lot of rubbish because I love a tangent. But also we'll spend some time thinking and chatting about some bigger and deeper issues and how our faith as followers of Jesus, as Christians, changes that. Um, on today's episode, we have my friend Eve. Um, Eve, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, so... I'm Eve. I'm a third year physics and astrophysics student at the University of Sheffield. And in September, after I graduate, I'll be starting a PGCE in physics and maths at the University of Manchester. No way! I didn't actually know that. That's so yeah. exciting. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of new development. Yeah. Oh, oh man, that's gonna be. I actually like found physics very hard at school. I did it till <laughs> A. I did it AS level. I did it, but mm. I dropped it for A level because yeah it's too hard I mean you do do a bit of physics in medicine but those are definitely the bits that I just like learn the equation but I have no idea why it works <laughs> so a lot of respect um so yeah today we're going to be ch- kind of chatting about can believers in science be believers in God um so they're kind of like classic age-old debate I guess um of yeah is science does science now mean that religion is irrelevant and kind of old-fashioned or or kind of why are there so many Christian scientists or that kind of thing. So when we're chatting about that a little bit, um, and I know from um, listeners kind of messaging in and answering different polls that I popped out, um, this is quite a big issue for lots of people who aren't believers in Jesus or God, because um, they just kind of see not enough evidence or that science seems to perhaps contradict some things in the Bible um, and because it's more tangible than an idea of faith to kind of go with that which is you know understandable um, and I think we both kind of thought through and wrestled with science and faith and how that works but I guess we've also both like now <laughs> we're both Christians and we're both also somewhat scientists I don't really know if I can call medicine <laughs> science well I, no, it definitely I is do. but I don't think I'm a scientist <laughs> like I find that a bit quite hard but um you definitely are so why don't you kick us off telling us a bit about yeah how come you love science how come you love Jesus and yeah tell us a bit about you (laughs) yeah um it wasn't until I was about 16 that I even realized I liked science no way yeah like no one ever told me yeah you can do this like I wanted to be a lawyer and like do the humanities and then my physics teacher was like oh I think you should do A-level physics and then it kind of released this whole just interest of like oh my goodness this the world is so amazing like I have to study it and know Mm. more um and so yeah when I was about 16 17 I was like very much into science um and I kind of looked to that to find meaning in life Mm. but I couldn't find it I could find some answers but I couldn't find the more important ones of like why are we here Mm. Um, and so I kind of wanted more than just 
equations and numbers which pushed me towards um, Christianity and that's where I find true meaning in life um, Mm. and true kind of understanding which is really nice yeah yeah (laughs) as as a scientist to find that um, I don't have to understand the the world around me completely but I am myself understood completely by Mm. the creator of the universe which is just it's quite wonderful really Mm -hmm. that's so wonderful and what was kind of your journey were you um did you grow up in a kind of Christian home or did you grow yeah why don't you tell us a bit about that uh yeah sure I didn't grow up in a Christian home I was atheist Mm. I kind of had the classic like you know school assembly nativity Mm. (laughs) kind of upbringing but really didn't get it and for me like faith and religion was just it just seems stupid I know that sounds like I can't believe I used to think that but I really did um I don't think you you were alone in that mm, you know a lot of our friends were feeling the same a lot of listeners to this maybe will be feeling the same yeah Um, yeah and then I had in sixth form one of my friends is a Christian and he kind of encouraged me when I felt quite lost to turn to God um turn to reading the Bible and learning more about him um and that's kind of what I did and haven't looked back since really mm. oh that's so wonderful um yeah so I guess some of the questions that some of our listeners had and I know probably some of like me and you've had mm-hmm. um as we've yeah for me as I've been growing up and trying to figure out yeah do I actually believe these things I've grown up believing um yeah is there evidence for these things that kind of thing um I think some of the biggest questions I probably thought through were um how yeah like what about the big bang what about seven day creation is that literal is it not evolution I guess they're kind of classic things <laughs> um and I think just there's so many big questions that we we sort of try and understand about God and we also maybe don't really understand and all the questions that my kind of friends at school would ask me of like oh well who made God and things like that um so yes, why don't we we start kind of thinking about what is the point of science? Because that's something you've been thinking about a lot about, haven't you? Um, we both read a book by John Lennox called "Can Science Explain Everything," which you, yeah, I thought was really good. Why don't you tell us a bit about um, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think science is just wanting to understand what is going on in the world, um, mm. and it's it's something that's developed so much over time and so much even in the past you know 50 years or so uh, yeah in our kind of knowledge of the world but I think as good as science is um at explaining how things work and like how the planets stay in orbit all that kind of how stuff works <laughs> but it doesn't explain why um mm. Which I think is is the ultimate question that humans ask is just why everything why mm-hmm. like you hear kids like my sister used to say why all the time like, why <laughs> yeah. why why like, that's just what we want to know is like why why are we here why do we have feelings and emotions and yeah I think science is is great but it doesn't go as far as answering the questions of the meaning of life 
um, the purpose mm. of it and yeah ultimately you know like the unanswerable question like what happens after death in a scientific mm. sense um, yeah and I yeah. guess there's things that science also really struggles to understand still mm-hmm. isn't there like I think you know mental health in particular I've been thinking about the past few days and and um, people who follow me on Instagram will know I've been kind of plugging some friends things and a book I read just recently by Matt Haig which lots of you will have read um reasons for staying alive and perhaps you read his other book notes on a nervous planet um and it's I mean we've just been studying depression as well a few weeks ago in medicine and really trying to look at the different theories around it and there's we all just kind of came to a point and we were like no one really understands it and that's why you know it's an epidemic because not being able to really treat it very well because you know for some people this works some people that doesn't work and there's no real clear (laughs) um understanding about the brain for example or or mind and things like that And I think there's a lot of things particularly with our mind and emotions like you were saying why do we have these feelings that we really are struggling to understand um and I guess yeah like sometimes we think oh science will at some point be able to explain everything um but I guess it's coming at it at a very kind of uh <laughs> observe ob- like we can know everything that we can observe can't we um rather than we can know because other things are revealed to us in a way yeah. which I guess is what the bible is claiming isn't it mm-hmm. it's claiming to be god actually telling us what we need to know about him and about us and the world um yeah <laughs> rambling I don't know what I'm trying to say <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah I guess like like we both been saying they answer different questions don't they and, and science the questions that science is at least trying to answer are really important you know I wouldn't be <laughs> studying medicine mm. if we didn't know how everything in the body works and there's a real it's really important isn't it um but then there are other really big questions like you were saying that it it can't answer just because it's um it's more abstract I guess mm. more for philosophers some people might think or um and I think some scientists would say well that kind of stuff doesn't matter mm. you know like it's you know you can believe whatever you want but we're all going to end up the same we're just going to be kind of yeah struggling to open up our minds to something that we can't see and I guess I wonder if that's because our whole way of thinking nowadays is that everything kind of must obey science rather than yeah. science is a like I guess almost like science is the authority that rules mm. nature rules laws of nature rule and there's nothing actually above that so if something doesn't fit with that then like <laughs> no I think we struggle to open our minds up to something bigger like the question who made god is kind of basing on the thing that science everything has to be made Mm. because we do follow the laws of science and that kind of thing i don't know what do you think about that yeah i think that's so true of i think i think especially in kind of modern life science is so prevalent around us like it's it's absolutely every everywhere and everything we use it's science and we understand that science now whereas you know I don't know a thousand years ago they wouldn't know that water is two hydrogen molecules and an oxygen Mm -hmm. like they just wouldn't know but now we're like yeah it's just water like whatever I think we take science for granted and we we do kind of put it on a pedestal um and in some senses rightly so you know scientists Mm -hmm. are some of the most intelligent people on the planet and they have paved the way for 
so like so much of what we kind of have yeah I've lost where I was going <laughs> <laughs> no well I was really with that like I think we can see that we I think the reason we put it on a pedestal is because that's how we've come into a modern world mm-hmm. haven't we and when we compare ourselves to what people might call more, like more primitive societies or yeah. developing worlds or things like that um where perhaps there's more kind of faith and religion and tradition rule and these kind of ideas about different gods or mm. um kind of explaining what we would understand through science perhaps um I don't know <laughs> storms or the sun or different things nature in particular understanding nature through um religion we see in our culture western society maybe it's more like primitive and that science has kind of made that kind of shown that that's not what's happening um and I think it's very easy then to apply that to the Bible, to lump mm. Christianity and the Bible in with those kind of things, um, with almost like folklore. And it's just, you know, that was just a, a remnant of our old society. Um, but I, I guess like what me and you, you know, we're still believers in God and how come we are? And I guess if there is something higher than science, what proof is there what shows that god say rules over nature um are there any particular bits maybe in the bible that you think really prove that jesus um the kind of evidence about him shows that he had that power over nature um yeah i think one thing that really sticks out is um how the bible is the same it's stayed the same ever since it was written mm. um and it's been believed by so many people and passed down. Whereas science is constantly changing. You know, mm. they used to think that everything revolved around the earth. And then they thought, mm, maybe it goes around the sun instead. And now we kind of think, kind of goes around a central point in the solar system. Mm. But we don't think, when we read the Bible, we don't think, oh, maybe Jesus, like, didn't that like there's no question about what happened Mm. in the bible and i think um i can't i think it was a sermon at our church that um described the crucifixion so the death of jesus in a real Mm. medical way um like what his body went through and how the different signs he showed um proved that he really did die and i think Mm. that really struck me as as something like oh like this is scientific and it it really was that I hadn't really believed the death and resurrection of Jesus until it had a scientific spin on it which is really interesting to like in my brain I could understand the science and I could accept that but without it it felt a bit too just too mystical and too like yeah yeah it's it's I think interesting is I think it's so true I think it's so hard to kind of imagine you actually like visualize mm. what went on partly because it happened 2000 years ago but also because it's in a different culture and, yeah you know using like we don't crucify people yeah. we don't know how that works and when we actually have to think through it don't we we don't kind of see those immediate oh well that shows nearly stuck a spear in his side mm. to see whether his blood pressure was still up and things like that or whether do you know what I mean yeah. we don't think about that until someone actually yeah. gets us to um but I think for me as well there's so many other things that are recorded in the gospels um 
naming like Jesus' miracles, which mm. I think a lot of people really struggle with. And they're like, how can you believe that these things actually happened? And I guess it's primarily because of these things that we believe yeah. that Jesus was God and was who he says he was. You know, all these hundreds and hundreds of people all telling, saying the same story mm. that they saw him do this or that and often defying laws of nature. And that's what made people so amazed or frightened or shocked is because, you know, like us, they probably thought, you know, nature rules. There's even a bit um, in Mark 4, isn't there, where Jesus calms the storm and there's this description mm-hmm. and his friends who are with him, they just are terrified <laughs> and they say, like, who is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. And I guess this kind of, you're almost feeling with them. They're like, nature is like the most, mm. you know, <laughs> no one can... Um, I don't know, it's reminding me of an R&I advert on, <laughs> um, on Instagram, it's like respect the water, because yeah. you know, we can't, if we think we're better than nature, that we can rule over it, we're just going to quickly find out that's not mm. true. Um, and for these disciples being like, well, flip, <laughs> like this man can even control the uncontrollable, I yeah. guess. And I think there's so many things in that. And I guess that combined with, yeah, as you were saying, us seeing the evidence for the reliability of the Bible mm. as well both scientifically and historically I think has convinced me that <laughs> whoever can actually rule over nature then that opens up the kind of question of who made God well actually I think it is possible that no one did because you know he doesn't necessarily follow, follow these laws of science that we obey yeah um I guess another question that a lot of people will be thinking about is the seven day literal thing when we move on to that and um, I also probably good to say christians have different views on this don't they i think me and you probably have a similar view um but yeah go on you tell tell us about your kind of thinking about that and how you come to that conclusion yeah i mean it's a really big question um there's mm. one science has been trying to understand since the beginning of creation is is when did this happen and you know how how did it happen um in my understanding um i'm not saying that this is right like people listening might think Mm. differently and that's you know completely valid and it could be your idea could be right um i think that the each day that god was creating the world um doesn't necessarily represent our 24-hour day Um, Mm. i think you know it is possible like god is very powerful and I believe that he would he does have the power to create the world in the way he did within mm. 24 hours but I think my understanding of time um brings about a different kind of time scale for the creation um mm. yeah <laughs> that, I don't know yeah else. I think I'm with you on that yeah I think in, I remember reading when I was studying this but there's like the Hebrew word for day that's used in Genesis 1 is actually used elsewhere in the Bible to mean a long period of time, yeah. not necessarily 24 hour periods. So I think there's that kind of that evidence, perhaps, that <laughs> it's definitely not necessarily contradicting what things such as the Big Bang Theory or evolution suggest. Mm. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's really good, isn't it, to say it's not that God couldn't have <laughs> i think we need to actually a lot of us including people who do believe mm. in jesus and god and the bible we need a bigger view of god i think we always 
actually think of him much smaller and less powerful than he actually is. Like, if we're talking about someone who created the world, hypothetically, even if you don't believe in Jesus, like, yeah. for the listeners, if we're talking about created the world, like, we're talking about insane power, mm-hmm. more than we can actually imagine. And we need to actually keep that in mind. Um, and I think... And I think it's legit to believe that he's that powerful based on kind of what we see through Jesus as well, as well as looking at creation. Um, but yeah, I think that was when I was younger, actually, I think I'd reading it. That is made it kind of what you think. You think seven days, that means what I think of seven days. Um, and perhaps also, again, because we're, we're so used to thinking through things through a scientific lens of everything that we kind of <laughs> think about. <laughs> um, and I guess when I actually asked my parents and they were like oh I don't think it necessarily does mean that um you know of course you could have I was like wait what like <laughs> I didn't know this <laughs> I think I was probably like 10 or 11 and then kind of that I'm so glad I had that actually mm. kind of reassurance that isn't necessarily um yeah that and there's no kind of evidence for that because I think as I was learning about science I think I'd been like oh man I've been being lied to yeah. online. <laughs> um but I think it's really helpful to to see that but again yeah Christians have different views don't they and science isn't the be all and end all in what the evidence it's showing us kind of as John Lennox says if we read that book <laughs> alongside the bible of evidence in creation and in the world around us like it is again just always theories um limited by our understanding and our ability to research and um, I think one thing though that I also found as I'm reading and thinking about Genesis 1 is the things that are really repeated mm. and I guess the things that God really wants us to know are different actually to the actual kind of what's actually physically happening um I guess yeah what do you think about that what do you think are some really big things that God is wanting us to know in Genesis 1 there's obviously the repeated um and it was good or he saw that it was mm. um I think when we look at the world sometimes we can see it as quite a mean place um you know there's lots of suffering and illness but mm. when we look at the creation of the world after everything he did he reminded us that it was good and ultimately mm. for our own good and benefit um i think even though there is suffering and pain in the world when we look at the natural world look at the you know the mountains and trees and plants and animals we see so much beauty that you know you can I don't know stand on the top of a mountain and just be in awe of how vast it is and how colorful and just Mm. beautiful and I think every human has experienced that kind of wow like this is amazing Um, and I think as a as a Christian we we view that in a very different it's very similar way but it's it's not just wow this view is amazing it's like wow the creator is so wonderful and powerful and like what a blessing that we get to see this like wonderful view um Mm. and i've forgotten the question (laughs) (laughs) i just forgot to sorry um it's all about um i don't know yeah what's good yeah what other things yeah I think you I'm so with you I think that's one thing that really jumps out I think when you're reading the passage is, and it was good and it was good and it was good and all these things and even actually after he creates humans which I think most people in the world will be like oh everything's gone wrong because of humans you know 
climate change and everything like that it's kind of humans even after he creates humans he says they're good which well, in fact he says they're very good and actually gives them a kind of specialness that he doesn't to the other animals because he makes them in his image mm. and all that that because the honor that that brings more than other things and um, which I guess kind of makes you think then oh well why is it like it is and then that's what Genesis 3 goes on to talk about doesn't it and um, but um yeah I guess the other thing that is so clear in Genesis 1 is that he made it didn't he and it was like a very much like intimate um him speaking and creating every single thing um and I, I just thinking about this when I was thinking before this episode about evolution which we'll get onto in a mm. second but um I guess the whole thing with evolution is and partly the big bang as well is in our we when we look and study creation around us we see all these patterns which seem to point to one almost well what evolutionists perhaps would say common ancestor mm. or central point all these things seem to have something really key in common whether it's just what they're made of or even things like when I'm studying like the lungs and you see the bronchi and how they split and how they branch Mm. off looks so similar to how trees in winter look like just things like that really blew my mind I'm like this pattern and things which were really really different trees to humans (laughs) (laughs) even sometimes when my brain feels like it's made of wood (laughs) Um, but like really different but that kind of same pattern which I think I guess I want to question is that actually pointing to one creator and his um perhaps like instead of one common ancestor although I don't think we should necessarily rule that out because I don't think the bible does necessarily um like yeah I think the much more important things does it actually point to one creator um, I guess, yeah why don't we talk about evolution because that's a huge yeah. thing isn't it what do you kind of think about it it's really interesting um, when I was mm. looking into it, how much my view changed just in a matter of mm. days or weeks of research in it, because I kind of just believed what I was told of this is what evolution is. This is what's happened. We can see it because mm. we have some fossils and that's about it. That's all you really need to know. But when you look at it, deeper um it really has kind of been corrupted by just specific people's views that have taken the kind of forefront of belief so charles darwin was a really big example of this um Mm. that in his in his wording of his paper he rules out a creator god Mm. just by saying this this animal is not made by special design is made through evolution and so that kind of took the whole research of evolution away from god as kind of the head of that which is it's yeah it's just so crazy to think about um but is yeah basically the people who research fossils paleontologists um they they lack kind of evidence to support um like kind of progressive evolution Mm. and to me that's that's kind of crazy that there's a whole you know facet of research that the researchers themselves are like this isn't quite right but we'll Mm. just sort of go with it um do you think it's like a case of like 
seeing evidence for one thing and then assuming another and saying that there's evidence for that when actually perhaps there isn't or what do you think because I guess we know um with like we can see with Darwin's finches mm-hmm. and how they change their beak shape to better suit environments um like the micro evolution there and I think that's quite clear I think I don't think the bible rules that out mm-hmm. at all or contradicts that that um that is the case but yeah I guess do you think that there's not enough evidence for macroevolution to come to the conclusion of humans being evolved from its monkeys or do you think we just don't know or yeah what do you think I think I think there are definitely gaps um, and we can see mm. that there are gaps and like you were saying um, you kind of find one fossil and you think that kind of looks a bit like a human so that must be our ancestor and you kind of mm. just fill in the gaps um, ourselves and I I don't think we'll ever have a full picture of you know micro uh, macro evolution because mm. you know you just can't find the evidence for it things will have decayed and it's too hard like we don't know where to find the fossils and the evidence for it mm. um but yeah I don't I don't think it will ever paint a clear enough picture for us to to follow the kind of evolutional tree perfectly and mm. um, which as a scientist you know it pains me to not know everything but mm. as a christian i find comfort in in not understanding everything because i know that god does and that if we needed to know he would give us that knowledge um mm. but obviously yeah we just don't need it <laughs> I think it'll be really like pretty surprising for a lot of listeners to hear that because um, I think like you said like a lot of what we're taught mm. kind of in mainstream school and all these things is these things kind of we're just taught to accept that these are facts Um, so I think it's probably quite surprising to hear you and I'm sure many other scientists as well you know being like well it's, it's ridiculous to rule out yeah. <laughs> um, or to kind of say, say it as a complete fact because of these yeah these gaps um, and I guess I wonder if it's partly our kind of human pride thinking that Mm. um, we can fully understand these things to make those jumps and be like this is definitely there's you know there's no yeah there's no chance that this (laughs) this could actually not be true but I think even saying that I think it's worth saying it and you know many Christians do believe and agree with evolution and would um yeah Uh, I I, to be honest I don't really know what I think mainly because I don't with you probably partly because I haven't studied it enough mm. and I think um I don't really want to stake my kind of <laughs> everything on that I haven't studied enough but I also in some sense although I think it does matter I also don't the reason I haven't studied it as much as I studied the bible for example mm. is I think just because it's not answering the questions that I feel are most important in my life yeah <laughs> um like because I, I think even if macroevolution was a thing actually I still think there's much more evidence pointing to the fact that God was in control of that macroevolution and that's how he chose to to create humans. So I think in some sense, if you're listening, this is the biggest thing stopping you from looking into the Bible or God or faith and you're just going to really rule that out. I just want to challenge you, like, is it actually the, is it actually the, these biggest, will it answer those biggest questions that you have? And open your mind up to the fact that god actually may have even if it is true used that um but yeah um i'm trying to think what else i 
had I guess we're, we're kind of finishing up because that's most of the things that we wanted to <laughs> talk about and address because those are the biggest kind of issues perhaps um but I also wanted to touch on oh, we're on 31 minutes so sorry but <laughs> we'll, we'll try and wrap this up quickly but one of the other things that a lot of people said which I'll probably do another episode on at some point was just feeling like there's not enough evidence for Jesus or for the Bible to be true or perhaps they just don't really have that motivation to actually look into it were there any kind of books or resources that you used in your research when but yeah before you put your trust in this mm-hmm. um and believed it that you would like to recommend to our listeners yeah um we've mentioned can science explain everything a couple of times that's a really great book um by john lennox who's a christian maths professor and he's spent a lot of his career kind of breaking down the barriers between science and faith um and he does it he in his book he kind of looks at why humans put so much trust in science um, and why that might not be the best idea and why it doesn't answer all of our questions and give us the comfort and the the hope that we long for um so i definitely recommend that um also two books by john blanchard um they're like really short like 52 pages you can read it in one sitting one of them is um looking at evolution is it fact or fiction and the second one is why believe the bible so that's looking at how it fits in with science and modern life um which is a yeah i think that's a really big sticking point for people is how does the bible written so long ago fit in with my monday life um i think there's there's a lot of stuff online as well but we have to be kind of careful with where we look maybe you mm. don't go to wikipedia it's probably not the mm. most reliable um there are <laughs> there are a lot of um christian kind of organizations who answer these questions looking both at science and at the bible and so you know that they're kind of getting a good mix of um, mm. the science and the faith aspect because you can be a scientist and a christian like mm. but, and there's so there are actually so many yeah. out there. I remember, I, I remember. I think um, well, yes, even with things like where you see Christian unions mm-hmm. and unis and things like that, often they're made up of plenty of scientists yeah. and engineers and physicists, and also other people from other subjects and so many doctors again, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Christians. And I think yeah, it's it's really clear that lots of people have come to similar conclusions as us. I was actually thinking I might make a at my kitchen table reading list or book club. <laughs> So maybe comment um, on our Instagram post or send me a DM if you're interested. Um, but I think just to add another book if you want another book and <laughs> um, more about the kind of historical reliability of the Bible. And I think we will do an episode about this at some point. But um, I also found Can You Trust the Gospels by um, Professor Peter Williams, I want to say. Um, <laughs> I think that's who he is. Um, I thought that was really helpful um, analysing of the evidence. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure I have that one, but I can't put mm. it on my bookshelf. It mm. is like it's a it's a slightly heavier read, but it's really good. Oh. Um, and then also, Case for Christ mm. um, is a good just summary. Basically, I think Dan actually mentioned it in his episode, but um, basically, a journalist trying to disprove Christianity, going through all the evidence, and actually coming to a different conclusion than he thought he would. Mm. Um, guess what the conclusion was? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, thanks so much, Eve, for coming on. I'm aware we're 
pushing it slightly for the time but, um, right. yeah thank you so much for listening if you still got to this point well done um and I hope you found this helpful particularly if you're if this has been something that has just been kind of stopping you from really taking Christianity seriously or things like that perhaps um yeah I hope it's got you thinking um and keep on no I can't I can't sit again this week every week I just get more and more cringed out but you can carry on discussing at your own <laughs> your own kitchen table. table. <laughs> I don't want to say it. I'm, how, yeah. oh, I mean, man, I've got to the point where I'm just so cringe. Yeah, I think anyway. the discussion definitely doesn't end here. We haven't. No, we definitely haven't doesn't. Scratch the surface. Um, there yeah, and if you disagree, yeah, if you disagree with things you said, let me know. I um, would love to hear yeah. your thoughts. But yeah, thanks so much for coming on, um, and hope you, as listeners, enjoyed. Yeah, thanks for Bye. having me.